we need a Kyle and Mark episode. I feel oh, like no, Kyle no, and no, Mark, Mark are pretty central to the Wizard Opinions experience, and we haven't had both of them yes. on at the same time. I love no, that. it would be great. We have a lot that we could talk about. I, I feel um, like we they're almost elevated past the level of guest wizards now. I feel like they might be full-blown wizards. What do you think? I like it. We're, we're, uh, we're wizards. Kyle, Kyle, I'm not talking to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking to my <laughs> fellow wizards. We're conference right now, okay, dude? Just a second. This okay. is a this is a wizard thing. We'll this let you know when it applies to you. This is bullshit. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, in wizard Ale- Alex, do you th- do you cool. do you fit? So you mean you're on wizard opinions right now? <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Welcome to Wizard Opinions, episode 22. <laughs> 22. This is Jesse Backstrom. I am joined by Alex May. Yeah. And Kyle Mathis. What's up? We're going to talk about stuff. Alex is going to be so rolling when he gets out of dental school. I know. So He's going to make so much Kyle, money off of me. He's he going to replace can... every tooth in my head. <laughs> like, he let's get this straight right now. I have all this money into this podcast. I have six fillings in, in my front teeth. That have all fallen out in the past three years. And Alex, you're just going to replace the whole... You're going to give me all new teeth. You're going to make so just, much money off of me. Just new teeth. I can do it. I can do it. Kyle, You're going to carve thinking... me new teeth from alabaster. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, was it, uh, I know your your wife just got a, a new set of eyes mm-hmm. uh, the other day, which I think is pretty awesome. It is awesome. So is, is her... Uh, did she like... Is this whole need to move like kind of recent? Did she come home and like, oh my god, our house sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta uh, get out of here. <laughs> no, but I well, I'm way, filthy. <laughs> she 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 didn't she didn't have very bad vision. She came in. And, we live um, in the woods. And we you know we have a. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me? You didn't tell me you were so ugly, Kyle. These aren't towels. They're raccoons. <laughs> Dude, no, why, didn't uh, you tell why didn't you ever tell me I had a mustache? Gosh. Dude, no, I, I've been telling her that. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, I was like, yeah, sweet. Now you can see how dirty this place Kyle, is. Kyle, I'm a man? What up. happened? <laughs> Kyle. You know, it, well, I have taken the blindfold off, and it has shifted our relationship significantly. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but, uh, actually, whenever she, I came in from work the other day, we have a dog named Spencer who's horrible, but. Um, and the, he's the best dog and the worst dog that ever lived. But he, uh, he, he will pee on the carpet from time to time. It's not something he does often at all, right? And most of the time, it's. When I feel like Spencer and I have a lot in common. <laughs> you guys do. When the light shines just right, you can see like same stuff. And like we we want we will get like one of those thirty dollar things and, and clean the carpet often. You know, like every three months or whatever. But uh, it's funny though because she came in or I came in and they were like three or four different spots on the floor that she had 
like uh, put stuff on that she was going to clean later that apparently she hadn't seen before, <laughs> right? And I, I, I don't. I guess I had seen them, but I mean, she has better vision than I do now, so I don't know what she's seeing, right? Um, but she has better than twenty twenty supposedly, so I don't know what that's like. But nice. I yeah, am it's, it's there awesome. now. And I don't know how long I'll be there because I just recently got a new pair of glasses. And ah, the last well, you told me you were going to do that. The last time I went to the eye doctor was when I was 25. I'm now almost 30, and yeah. my prescription has like quadrupled. Holy moly! Jeez. And I was at a 0.75, and now I'm at a 4.5. Yep. And this is astigmatism, so it's the same thing Courtney had. And I'll yeah. say astigmatism is weird because I'm not nearsighted. I'm not farsighted. Everything's just kind of a little messed up. That's exactly how it was for her. And uh, I didn't really realize how messed up it was until I got these new glasses. Because I was like, you know, I could drive to work without my glasses and stuff like that. And it wouldn't bother me. I can see everything. I can read. It's not a huge problem. Mm -hmm. But then once I put these glasses on, it's like, oh, my God, there's so much in this world that I didn't even know I wasn't experiencing. It's really crazy. Well, so it's all like psychedelic now for you. No, it's uh, everything, everything is so crisp. It's crazy. The I still have double vision though. But okay, this brings us uh, talking about visual perception: blue and black or white and gold. Kyle, oh my god, Kyle! Oh, no, yeah. he, I'm so glad you brought this up. Kyle, that, uh, <laughs> I'm just so I it just I'm so happy you brought it up. Uh, for me, it's been uh, white and gold the whole time. Alex? Yeah, for me too. Me too. White and gold. You people are crazy. Cor okay, Courtney this morning saw it and she was like, white and gold. She went to sleep, woke up today, she's like, it's 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 blue and black now. Like, I have... She can't, I, she can't see blue and black. I'm, I'm not kidding. I've looked at this photo for probably five to six hours over the past two days. And I have <sighs> not been able to manipulate the photo into a situation where I can see white and gold. I just can't do it. And I don't well, know. I, like what I, I've seen was like it, 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 people that see white and gold. You know, I can go, I can look at it, and I can go. You know what? It's got like a weird hues inside of it. Like sure. I can see where maybe somebody's perception, like I don't know, it may, it, because like those those colors fall in such a weird middle ground that maybe they don't something for me, happens. Though. Well, and then like, but the here's the thing. But with black and but with people who see black and blue, it's like bam, and there's no there's no like question about it. Like with the with the white and gold, I can look at it and I can go, eh, you know what? It's white and gold. It very much is. But it's I can look at it and I can say, you know, there's weird like shades mixed in there every now and then, like in the shadows and stuff. But you know, when people see black and blue, they're just like flat out. Yep, it's black and blue. And this is like, this is no something that's been bothering me in particular because whenever I see some sort of optical illusion or something like that, I like to stare at it. Of course, you have whatever it is you naturally see, and then you can kind of like adjust your state of mind to see the opposite thing. With it's most like of that these, girl like, that's spinning left. Yeah, yeah the girl that's spinning, or uh, or an Ollie Moss painting. We've talked about Ollie Moss before, or kinda... a. Uh, like you know those those static images where you look at it and it's a static image it's not moving but when you look at it it looks like it's moving to yes. me to me when i look at those photos it's not moving just straight up not moving 
But then if I kind of like relax my eyes and relax my state of mind and maybe move my eyes around the thing, I can get it to to move. But when I look at it flat, it's just straight up not moving. And that's how I feel when I look at the distress. So it, it actually bothers me that I can't like alter my state of mind enough to see white and gold. It's just not going to happen. That's so weird. It seems I like believe, that I do absolutely believe that other people see white and gold, though. And that's the thing, because I, at first I thought, like, oh, this is some sort of internet troll. Like, everyone's pretending to see white and gold. This is, like, one giant internet troll thing. And then I showed the photo to my, <laughs> to my wife. Like, oh, these people are just trying to bother me. That's what I thought it was. But then I showed the photo to my wife and my mother-in-law, both of who have, not only do they not know what's going on with the internet, they don't care. And I showed yeah. them both of the photo, and they were like, it's white and gold. What do you t-? I just showed them, like, hey, d- what color is this dress? And they both looked at me like I was an idiot, and they said it's white and gold. <laughs> and it just, I was like, you, this is the most frustrating thing. I, I love. That's why I fixated like on it, is because I can't, I can't, I can't make it yeah. happen. And Alex, you and I see white and gold, and like, there's this other thing that like, it's so crazy, because it works for me every time. And I don't know if you ever tried it, but you should. Um, but there's this thing where, like, if you pretend to shake salt into a round I knew mouth, you were going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> I said on my life. I was gonna, I yeah, say but that you like, have a camera. You have to do it. <laughs> do it. No way, dude. You no bastard. You're ruining the to... joke. Um, <laughs> what, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, the, all, all of this stuff about the dress is, is very weird, and it, but it's just like a – it's a weird thing, kind of like our perception of time uh, is like our perception of things that we see. We think that we are actually seeing things as they are, but what we're really seeing, you know, is uh, particles of light being translated uh, by our retinas. So par- pardon me, s- but what you are seeing is not real life. I see a blue and black dress, and it's a blue and yeah. black dress. So yes, from you know, and they say that from it actually what, from my is, perspective, in real life it's blue and black. It is blue and black, and from my perspective, uh, y'all are crazy, and I'm perfect. I'm a but perfect it, man. It, it, I'm a perfect human being. I've reached the pinnacle of what humans <laughs> can accomplish. My DNA is is tight. It's sleek. My DNA is is providing me with everything I need. My perception is perfect. My sense of time is uh, absolute. Mm, nice. You sound like Jaden Smith, and <laughs> what I did right now was I just I just went to his page, his Twitter page. I was like, I was like, just thinking when you're talking about that and talking like that, I was like, I was like, he said something about this dress, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he has to. Oh, yeah, he, that reminds he, me he, of the, something the else. The first one says there is no dress. <laughs> um, uh, this is a, real quick. This is a dumb gimmicky thing I want to do, but uh, Kyle, can you go to Alex's Facebook page and find the haiku he posted recently? Oh yeah, I commented on that. I, I also yeah. commented on that, and I want you to read it in Matthew McConaughey's voice for me. I'll try. I mean, let me know when you find it. We're, we're gonna really high quality. This is a, a deviation, but I, I want you to. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do anything you want, really. If you ask me nice, I might even take you up into space. Show you the stars and how wide and vast the universe can be. Can you guys hear my keyboard? I bought a new keyboard and it's super loud and it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Dude, I saw uh, my my friend texted me the other day a picture and he said I didn't realize he said I didn't realize that custom uh, mechanical keyboards are like there's like an underground internet you know interest group or whatever 
for keyboards, like customized. Oh, yeah. People get really particular about their switches. What cherry color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cherry, like, cherry MX brown, cherry MX orange. The brown's really good. And there's That's this, what I got. There's this girl in. Uh, there's this girl in Hattiesburg that makes custom keys that sell for like a hundred bucks, like escape keys, and they look like you know weird zombie faces and stuff like that. They sell for a lot of money. I, I thought this is insane. There's there's but a keyboard I almost cool. I almost bought. It's mm. called Das Keyboard, and it's a mechanical keyboard with brown cherry MX switches, which are my favorite switches. But I didn't buy. It's got great reviews. I didn't buy it because none of the keys are labeled. Ugh. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It scares me. <laughs> it's weird. That is weird. Um. Okay. Back to the back to the Facebook haiku McConaughey. All right. All right. I got you. Hidden magic wand, casting spells in the back seat, enchanting the road. <laughs> Perfect. It's so good. Then, Mr. Yeah. McConaughey. Yep. Uh, how did you feel as you were reading that that uh, that poem? Did it speak to you? I feel like I connected to some kind of higher power, some kind of unseen spirit that we all have inside of ourselves as human beings, flesh and blood, but something few of us ever really understand or attempt to connect with. The wand, is is, is that what, what inspired you, what, uh, what you experienced here? <laughs> Mr. McConaughey? Mr. McConaughey, are you okay? You sound a little choked up. The wand is a cock. Okay, so everything's got really so blue. Let, okay, I, I was really inspired. <laughs> I was really inspired there for a second, Mr. McConaughey. But what you said is the uh, the magic wand is a is a is a, a phallus uh, casting spells in the back seat every day, uh, all day. I almost want to have you uh, read some of Leonard Nimoy's poetry in your Matthew McConaughey voice, but uh, that would actually just make me sad right now. So be, I'm not going to do I don't, that. I feel like that might be kind of irreverent. I think yeah. I respect him too much. I, I can't even actually like I was reading like, some things people were posting about him, and somebody posted the the two human speech, and even then I was like, that's kind of irreverent because like that's a joke to me. That's you know what I mean. Like I think of that joke of Kirk saying like two. Human and me and Brett, we joke about that like a lot whenever we talk. Yeah, and I'm like, um, like, yeah, I saw people's posting like like, the the. (laughs) Go ahead. I was gonna say it's kind of irreverent from my point of view because I'm like that speech is a joke to me, but now it's not because it's kind of legitimate. But anyway, it's kind of legitimate. But if like I follow Leonard Nimoy, I'm talking like I'm connected to him somehow. I follow Leonard Nimoy on Twitter a lot, and I like paid attention to what he had to say, and you learn pretty quickly like. Not only did he kind of think all of Star Trek was a joke to begin with, he, like, doesn't really care about the property at all. Like, Star Trek was never really his thing. Mm -hmm. But you also pick up, like, he was a person who cared really deeply about a lot of things. And he cared about people above all. And if you read his poetry, if you look at his art... That uh, that was really apparent, and if you if you read the stories about about the cast members, you feel out you you kind of get the feeling that he was you know he was there for a paycheck, but he also 
maybe he didn't care that deeply about this dumb spaceship show where he's throwing <laughs> foam rocks at lizard monsters or whatever, because of course it's a stupid show. But he did care really deeply about the the other people who were involved in it. Like he would stand up for people who were getting low pay. He would like, you know, for a young actor who this this is their first big break, he would really put his career on the line to stand up for other people in the show. And you get the feeling like the reason, the whole reason the show was as progressive as it was, was because he was involved with it. I could see that. And I, I he and Rod, he and Roddenberry both. And. It, the, his Twitter was always like super, not necessarily always inspirational, but in the way it kind of was. Because he never really said, it, you know, from from what I remember reading, anything that wasn't, it wasn't necessarily profound, but it was like... Uh, he wasn't aggrandizing. Like, he, did, he didn't try to right? call attention to what he was doing. He would just, yeah. he was just like super real. It was sincere. That was yeah. like... He wasn't Jaden Smith in it up. No, he was not <laughs> Jaden Smith in it up. There is no dress. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I'm sorry. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> hey, so are uh, Leonard Nimoy's paintings as good as uh, George Bush's paintings? Uh, Leonard w. Nimoy paintings? Uh, was not a painter. He was a photographer, and uh, most of his work is super naked. So uh, Ooh, a, pl- a plus in my, in my book. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, George W., have you ever seen his paintings? Yes, I have. I have seen them. They are. I have seen incredibly George... good. It's very weird. How I have seen George Bush's paintings are. exhibited at the uh, Capitol Building here in Austin, Texas. Did he paint? It's really not weird the Capitol Building. How Excuse good me, they the are. Muse- the Museum of Texas. I can't. I'm googling, and I can't tell which is real or not. There's a there's there's a, there's a painting of in a shower. Did he paint this? Yes. I... He painted himself in the bathtub, like. Looking into a mirror or something, yeah. Oh yeah, I see that I, one. What I was like Putin though. Did he do that? I will say, Probably I will say not. two things. <laughs> he did it. Uh, <laughs> I will agree with you that it is weird how good his paintings are. It's not I that will, I sit there I will and also say appreciate them though. That his paintings are not that good. <laughs> did he do the, Did he do this one of? Uh, Saddam Hussein is a clown. I can't tell if that's Saddam Hussein or Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> well, they're so similar. <laughs> oh, that uh, one. Okay, now I see that one. That is. Yeah, I don't that know. Is, that is interesting. Okay, moving on. No, this naked Vladimir Putin is. It's hilarious that it's on the Google, but uh, no, it's it's that cannot be real oh it is but uh i was just like wow they are about as good as you know somebody who wants to start yeah they're not that that's the thing about it it's not like they're particularly fantastic they're just not terrible oh it's which is what you would expect they're not it's yeah uh, yeah. it's heading the shoulders over anything i I feel like oh yeah absolutely but I mean, thinking thinking of George W. Bush, I would I would have thought they were gonna be like really bad, like really yeah. bad. But uh, his painting of Joe Le- also... Jay Leno is actually pretty good. I like the. Uh, I think it's cool that he he had some kind of creative part. I think it's kind of important to his job as well. Like uh, I think I think it was cool that Clinton could play a, a musical instrument. Yeah, yes. I think that's. I think it's kind of that's a nice balance from a president to have some sort of creative side. I feel. But okay, weird, film. weird side note. Have you ever and like they're just the creepiest is... things in the world. Whether or not you want to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, Jack Kevorkian, his paintings are very weird, very weird. Uh, well, they I'm make you think say... like. What's that? Uh, 
aside from the Jack Kevorkian thing, I'll finish about Jack Kevorkian. I was just going to say, like, if you ever thought, like, Jack Kevorkian is really just like, no, I'm all about, like, a patient's freedom to make their own decisions. You know what I mean? Like, if if you think, like, if you take that stance, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, Jack Kevorkian's not, like this and that he's actually just about freedom and whatnot if you look at his paintings are they all of like, toby keith oh yes they are <laughs> that, that's exactly i was gonna get to that it's weird no but uh they are really weird like oh my god they're so dark and strange like i'm looking at one now where it's like a decapitated man at a table and like there's bowls in front of him that are actually war helmets and like he's about to like his head is on the plate and a Roman soldier is like puppeting the dead body's arms, like Gosh, holding them at the wrists. It's very intense. weird. Like so to me, it's like it makes me think. I mean, of course, I don't know him, whatever. It's it's very weird and creepy, hmm. you know, to just be talking I think it's, about it's him only, in the first place. I think it's weird and creepy because of the associations, because of what we're bringing to the table with what we know about yeah, working. If you were just like some guy, you would be like, what is this guy trying to say? What message does he have as in painting? Because no, we already dude, know this is a guy who killed a bunch of people. We're like, mm. yes, and there's but there's another one. Like there are these other ones like. I'm looking at this one of this dude with these long claws, and he's trying to keep himself from like sliding into this abyss. Mm-hmm. It's creepy, dude. dude. I, what about um? Okay, things that, that I think are creepy like that as far as paintings go. Uh, the Denver Airport, like Illuminati painting. Yeah, very. Co- that, that, that there's some cool mm-hmm. ones in there, man. That like that. Um, that's so weird to me. I, I'm gonna make a point real quick, and while I'm doing that, I'm gonna need you uh, both to Google Toby Keith painting and look at the first result. <laughs> in the images tab and it's pretty much exactly what you would expect i'm gonna go find his house and print this out and throw it in his yard (laughs) but i was looking at the uh i forgot to put painting i was was looking at the george bush paintings and i realized they're all pictures of like other foreign leaders and cabinet members and stuff like that and i was thinking like wouldn't that just be like if i started drawing pictures of my co-workers Like it's pretty much sure yeah. those those are super important famous people, but at the same time, it's like they're just the people who he talked to. Like they're just who he was around, you know. The painting is it okay? Is it the one where like he's got the American flag behind him, the United States flag? <laughs> yes. Okay, shake it, shake it. Oh, he's man. got the one finger raised in the air. Oh yeah, how many My stars are on that flag? I don't think this person is very good at geography. That's a lot of stars. Too many stars. <laughs> Is it? I mean, is it obvious that what I'm writing about is is a a, a child? Yeah, I I assume I assumed it was Absolutely. a child. A yeah, child no, I thought it was. A, I thought it was like you're, you're talking about your kid in the back. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's a child's toy. That we was, just wanted to pervert that, Alex. That's just, <laughs> I want yes, to I did. take that line in the back because seat. if you want to look at Matt Lauer, you have like to a, understand I what kind of tell where the toy was. That's my problem. We wanted to take it and twist it. This is the worst podcast of all time because we were all. Okay, this is a topic we've talked about this before, but and I, I want to see what you guys think because I asked this Courtney nonchalantly, and this is kind of shifting gears. Uh, asked uh, Courtney this nonchalantly what she thought, and the question was, what do you think is going to be bigger in the future? Um, 
full virtual reality or augmented reality? <clears throat> I think they both have their place, yeah. and I think it is a separate place. Yes. Yeah. I, I, can, I, I listened to a question, podcast the other day. Be bigger? I listened to a podcast the other day, from, a, and it was uh, there was a guy being interviewed. His name is uh, Zoltan Istvar. Alex, he was is this a comic the, book character? No, no, no. Zoltan is the most common name. I feel like name, that's a He-Man like bad in, guy. No, no Zoltan the, is the... No, it's uh, Zoltan, Don't Mess with the Zoltan with Adam Sandler. Yes, but <laughs> Zoltan is the... Uh, Zoltan is like one of the most common names in like uh, something like Lithuania or something. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, the guy explains it because in he's eter- like... In Eternia? Your name is Zoltan, and he's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal in this country. Anyway, it, he's he's running for president in 2016, so you can look him up. He's running in the transhumanist party. Time out. Okay. Time out. Before we go any further, wasn't Zoltan the name of In Dude, Where's My Car? I don't remember that that well. Maybe I was okay. Back say, back to this president. I was going to say the machine in Big that makes him big. Was that Zoltan? Yeah, I think it was. I'm gonna Google yeah. that. You keep talking about this this uh, Zoltan Istvan. Uh, yeah, Zoltan Istvan, you can look him up. He's he's going to be running for president, and nothing will become of it. But he is uh, <laughs> he he's he's representing the transhumanist party, which is like oh, he, you know, he's super futurist in terms of like you know technology integration into our you know like uh twenty forty Russia twenty forty five project stuff where like you know they want to achieve immortality and uh surpass all of humanity's problems using technology and all of these things but anyway he he starts bringing up all of these real um these real examples of xbox launch he starts bringing up all of these uh <laughs> All of these real examples of people who are coming up with these awesome exoskeletons. Like in Harvard, there's a soft exoskeleton that is like uh, increases your muscles, stamina, and your strength, and all of these things. Uh, and then there's another soft exoskeleton technology that's come out recently where it like becomes bulletproof upon impact. And um, <clears throat> th- so he. His whole idea, you know, they got on a, a tangent about augmented reality. And he said augmented reality is not only going to be, you know, being able to, you know, see how many steps it takes to the next bus stop or something like that. You know, he said, you know, you're going to have augmented reality paired with these exoskeleton-like armors that are feel like, you know, that make you faster and stronger and have more stamina and so he said think of like extreme sports in the future where you have augmented reality and then you have exoskeletons that allow you to be you know way more adventurous and do things that you would never be able to do because you know you can't break your neck or you know and you can jump three times higher than you thought you could or than you were able to before so he said Extreme sports in in the future would be like exploding because the actual experience of it, uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, just with your physical body would, you know, be there and you would be able to you would have better judgment whenever you're doing it because of the augmented reality. And then you'd have the you'd have the I don't know 
disinhibition because of the exoskeleton and your lack of, you know, fear of, you know, breaking a bone or something like that. So his whole, he thought that like doing it with your body in the future was going to be the way to go and that that was going to be huge. I say, in my opinion, uh, virtual reality would probably, in, to me, be more awesome in the future because I don't necessarily think about virtual reality and just think about like doing real life things. Uh-huh. I want to get into virtual reality exactly. and be in games that are so unrealistic and all they are, are like, I, you know, like some dude in Japan just created this amazing visualization, you know, and you can manipulate it with your hands and it just blows your mind. Like that, that I, is and it's super psychedelic. That's what I want. And I think you nailed like, the, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that they're, this is what I meant. They are, they are two very different technologies and that one is, a transportation one is meant to literally take you into a different experience into it's meant to transport you to a different place yeah yes. you know in in you know it's meant to immerse you in a different place while augmented reality is uh might possibly end up being more successful because of this is very much meant to be functional it is meant to yeah. assist you in your daily yes. life it is meant to be an additive thing to your regular experience yeah i yes. think that i think that would take the cake would be augmented and, you know, and, and like as far as being bigger, um, I think it's funny you talked about the sports or whatever because I was thinking about like NFL one day they'll probably have like these visors that the quarterbacks wear. Yeah, man. And there'll be sure. code. There'll be code. So when they look at a receiver, like there'll be some kind of code. Like the receiver is this far away from his defender, and like a little green thing will flash over that what? receiver or something, and he'll know to pass it to him without having to make Well, and then, decision. like, you know, based on his focus and, 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 you know, some sort of selecting mechanism that the, he uses to, to know, like, who he's going to pass to, his exoskeleton could, like, prime that arm to, you know, restrict his strength or just uh, guide it mm, in such yeah. a way to where it's it, it would improve the accuracy. My arm started controlling my menu. <laughs> at, that, at that point, would we? I don't think people would be into that, though. Like, do you think people would like watch that, like, or be like, "Nah, these these kids are just cheating. This isn't real football." Or do you think that'd just be what kids are used to? Well, it, to me, it it it, it I it, I would not watch it at that point. But I would be like, "Hey, I want one of those headsets <laughs> and one of those bodysuits, and I want to go like, you know, uh, I don't know, do something crazy like." free running and all that kind of stuff like you know on rooftops like in uh this assassin's creed that i've been playing just for like a day i just started i just downloaded it i found you just the started uh, started playing unity i started playing black flag oh black flag excuse uh, um, me black the better Flag's one great yeah yeah black flag dude i have both of them but i just started playing black flag and it's so cool man because all the games that i've played up until now have been Ezra's games, and so they are like really, they're kitty games, mm-hmm. and they look so good because the graphics aren't like you know they're not trying to do blades of grass and stuff like that. It's very cartoony, super deformed. Yeah, Marvel heroes, Lego stuff, mm-hmm. which are the yeah, Lego it, games it, are truly great games. They really are. Like dude, they are meant, Batman they are marketed one. and meant for kids, but they're good. They're fun. They are good games. This Batman one was awesome, like really awesome. But back to uh, Assassin's Creed, yeah, I was. It was like a whole new uh, gaming system because, uh, yeah, uh, it, the 
environments in especially right whenever you land the or the ship crashes and you uh, wash ashore in the very first scene i was very impressed with the just how awesome it was being like just huge especially because it's you're not sitting there looking at foggy distance you know like a hundred yards ahead of you it's like real foggy like back whenever we were playing uh on like the the 360 or something like uh the what would it be the oblivion Mm -hmm. is that what we were playing back then i mean which that was an amazing game absolutely no doubt but yeah it, it the blades all and all of the the little leaves in a bush like moving and all of the petals on the flowers moving and stuff it's just super awesome i mean so and i've just barely scratched the surface yeah oh man wait till you get out on that wait till you start upgrading your boat boat. the boat is where it's at yeah and you're doing (laughs) your own boat like that's the whole thing about that game otherwise that game's a flop like with the whole boat i don't think it's a a crew the the story is super interesting if the, if there wasn't, I'm just for me it would be a flop because all the Assassin's Creed games are kind of exactly the same thing to me. The but story that one, that one in broke it up enough for me. The story in Black Flag is such a trip because the whole idea of the Assassin's Creed series is you're actually inside some sort of virtual reality, bringing it back around. That's what we do here on Wizard Dependence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right so back. So you're inside of a virtual... You play a person who's, like, in real life, but who is inside of a virtual reality experiencing the memories of someone back in time. But in Black Flag, you are... Like, this is a game development company in Montreal who made a game about a guy who works at a game development company in Montreal... Like, that's what they did. And and they're talking about this inside of the game. They're talking about their ev- the evil overlords of this company and how they're forcing all this hacking and how everything's truly evil and all the bad stuff they're having to do. Meanwhile, it's all like this big allegory for their own studio. And it's like, it just blows my mind apart. It's so interesting. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's super meta. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I, I dig it so far. I Ezra, he was like... We, Cause he saw me uh, playing, stabbing he people got, in the neck with a yes, yeah, so like hidden blade. You know, just in like he's screaming the f word. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But he what he saw was, uh, and I let him control the boat. The like the very the first time that so you control cool. the boat when you're trying to get it out of like that little uh, that little bay. The very first time you do it, he saw me doing that, and um, he was like, "Let me try to to drive the boat." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So he gets the boat out, and at that point, you kind of uh, come to at the, what is it, um, Abstergo yeah. Gaming, oh, yeah. whatever it is. Oh, yeah, inside of the company. And Ezra was like, what is this game? <laughs> That's an appropriate I, response. I said... I said, Ezra, he, this, you know, I said, Ezra, that whole thing that we just did was virtual reality. I said, the guy was on virtual reality the whole time because Ezra now knows what virtual reality is because of Uncle Jesse. There we and, go. And, uh, yeah. And he was like, that's awesome. So he said, is that why, um, he looks like, uh, is, he was like, is that why whenever you're hiding behind the corner, it looks like you're, you're going like Invisible. you know that weird look yeah yeah he was like yeah. and i said yeah i think it's because it's more like a like a computer game like that and he was like oh okay cool 
So I, I unfortunately I can't let him just, you know, play this game all the way through <laughs> yeah. at yeah. this point. That would. But uh yeah, it he was it, it was a funny thing for him to see the the main character come to inside of the gaming to play a character <laughs> who was playing a character inside of virtual yes. reality. So many layers. So cool. Oh, dude. When you first told me that this months ago when we did the podcast with Jordan, I almost had a freak out moment because that sounds so awesome. Yeah, that was my first time playing the game and it was blowing my it was <laughs> like yeah. oh, it was so it was great. Um, yeah, you know, very cool. Talking about virtual augmented reality, I wish that I had. I wish that we all in my office like had glasses, like Google glasses or something, something augmented to you, wear. You like, have the Google Cardboard now, don't you? I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> what's so funny about the Google Cardboard? Probably because I sound I do, seventy-five yes. years old saying the Google Cardboard. The Google Cardboard. You've got anyway. the Google Cardboard now, don't you, son? <laughs> yes, I do. It's paper, but it takes you to another world. Hey, man, it's poor man's VR, and it works pretty good for me. It's the iPhone that's holding me back. But um, anyway, uh, I wish we had, like, like when we go into a meeting and we're, like, riding on a board or, like, flow charge or something, I wish we just had, like, a blank wall and, like, a device that, that was just a pen. It didn't have any ink, but it wrote an image on the wall, but we were augmented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Through our glasses. And then, like, once we, we draw out the plan or the flow chart and we're all on the same page, we could, like, Save the image. Well, let's ask Courtney about it. Your your wife's eyes are augmented now, right? She yeah, she's she got is those. A cyborg. Yeah, she's got those. Uh, um, she is more Deus machine X, now. She's got than, those Deus Ex eyes. Yeah, she's more machine now than woman. She's got Deus Ex eyes. Well, that sounded deus, kind of weird. She's got Deus Ex. That's what I call it. Deus Oh my god! I mean, if you would not have shown up, it would have just been Crusader Kings two for two hours. Yeah, we—that's the thing. We talked about Crusader Crusader Kings two for thirty minutes before he showed up. And we were starting to get into the movie thing, but it was you know a little oh, bit more. Oh hey, I but... watched I watched Primer. Yeah. Oh oh oh, oh was, Audible. Can we talk about it. Primer? Yes. I want to talk, talk about, about Primer. Primer. Have you seen Primer, Kyle? I ha- I haven't, but I'll I'll ask questions. Okay, okay, I, I think that's good because I haven't you seen it. A, you just watched it. I haven't seen it in a couple years, and Kyle has never seen it. Yeah, I'll ask okay. questions that are relevant to listen. my opinion. My opinion on Primer. So it starts out, and I go, "Oh, okay, this is a movie that was made with about a hundred thousand dollars," and Accurate. that's okay as long as you know X, Y, and Z line up. So. I already know that the premise, based on Mark and Jesse's description, is rather intriguing. I'm hoping that they didn't just fluff it more than it actually, you know, merited. But it was, it, it turned out to be really good. So uh, basically, the beginning, it starts out and it takes me about 20 minutes to reach that point. Because honestly, and I mean, granted, these people are not professional amazing actors yeah <laughs> they are just a you know it's very obvious especially the building of the plot the dialogue is really bad in the first 10 minutes because it's like it's kind of like when people are talking on the phone and it's like oh you want me to go to the store you know and it's like of course can they you, didn't you're, you can, that, what was that sorry. i was gonna say can you compare it to like another popular movie or something uh, no, it, it, it literally, when you start it, you, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. And the only thing that it produced was like, 
in me was like, okay, I just want I, I want this movie to get rolling so that hopefully. Have you, you know, ever you, seen the movie Pie, that... Kyle? Yes. No, I've never seen. Okay, that movie. Right. another movie with well, a but... great premise, really cerebral movie where the acting and the writing is not why you're there. Oh, you know that exactly. reminds me. I don't know exactly. why, but I'm thinking of like the raid right now, like mm. like because uh, uh, I saw like a picture of Primer and it looked kind of dark and grainy and like like that and whatever the premise of this movie is like where you kind of have to get to the point where you're like, <laughs> actually watching the movie. That makes me think of the, that raid movie where it's like you're here for the martial arts. Everything else is bullcrap, and this looks very low budget. In that sense, the raid is very much oh. a movie where, for the first fifteen minutes, you're just waiting to see the thing you came to see. And, yeah, exactly. and prim- Primer's kind of like that too. Okay, that's first fifteen I- minutes, I'm like, okay, I want the, I want the, uh, I want the plot to kick in so that there will be some semblance of a suspension of disbelief because <clears throat> at the very onset. There is absolutely zero suspension of disbelief because the acting is poor and the dialogue is poor. Grant, but look, as as it goes on, and I, I put in that text message uh, yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, yeah. it was uh, about 25, 26 minutes in exactly. The story got really awesome. Yes. And I and I mean I really really was intrigued by it, and I I loved the movie I really did I loved it and uh you know there's enough in there to where it's like oh these guys are smart and it's not like hey this is technology that hey, you know this you know it's it's not like a butterfly effect to bring it back around <laughs> where butterfly effect where it's like well why the hell can they get why, how the hell do they do that they never explain anything yeah you know what i mean no in primer it makes like sense that. you're like oh the guy crawled inside a refrigerator and now he's back in time makes sense but I will, <laughs> let me ask you this in, in primer is there like most popular movies that do time travel uh, is there a unanswerable loophole in the movie no no, really? it's that's not. that's what's good no. about Primer. And that the just, only like, thing I would say it has time travel that, that doesn't have like an unexplainable loophole. That you know? is really, really like this doesn't like, have that it at all. Solves a, it, it, but, it really solves a conundrum. Like, it, it solves it really, it really well, but you spend the whole movie waiting because of that. Uh, I won't say whether uh, something does go wrong or not, but the the great part of that movie is as you start to understand how it works. There is a, a tremendous amount of tension in the movie, even though nothing like super dramatic is happening. is It's a very tense feeling in the movie, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about movies that don't necessarily make you feel good. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous amount what? of tension because you're waiting for something so, like you know yes. so, there the is thing the, about... the possibility okay. of something really bad happening at all yes. times. Is it... And I'm not going to tell you whether something exactly. bad does happen or not, <clears throat> but the possibility is the, always the there. The thing about the movie, though. It... That that is, uh, I mean, uh, towards the very end, you know, there's this climax of of tension and uh, tension and the heated emotions and all that kind of stuff. So everything's reaching a boiling point, as movies often do, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, it gets a little bit foggy at that point because you're like, okay. In terms of time travel, where are we right now? And there's, I think that that's deliberate in a sense. And I think that that's also because it was the first time I watched that movie. <laughs> okay. um, and so I, it makes me want to watch the movie again 
because the second time is great. All of the layering that you realize that is possible because of that method of time travel has you thinking, well, wait, were they doing this and that and this and like, were they doing oh, it the whole time? Has, has yeah, this were they guy, doing this the whole like, time? Was are they leapfrogging was, so, each other? Has this guy is exactly, the guy he's talking exactly. to now already traveled? But like they both, it's has, yes. has okay. is the guy he's uh, talking to now so already traveled back in time, that, or is this the without, first guy? Without time travel, it's. Sounds like you're describing the movie like Memento. Uh, uh, I mean, Memento is a lot more stylish. A, like whenever I'm thinking of this movie right yeah, now in my head, I'm thinking, lot more. I'm thinking Memento. Memento where, like, is you have this stuff, super stylish. There's some things, there's some clues, there's some things, and at the end it gets kind of foggy. But then you're like, oh crap. And then, like, in so that in the sense, movie, it is like, like Memento. But you're like, but you're like, if I watch this again, right? I would be like, oh, exactly. It it is like Memento in that sense, in as in you know something could possibly be interpreted a couple different ways depending on how you look at it, and it depends sure. on how how you've seen the movie, what things draw your attention, that kind of stuff. However, Memento yeah. is much better acted, better directed, and better cinematography. Yes. Oh okay. man, Memento. Yeah, <laughs> Memento is a, a fantastic all, all that... movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. And Memento, you, your suspension of disbelief, if from the cinematography alone, just because it draws you yeah. in, you're you just Primer lose is a fantastic story. Sense. Memento is a fantastic movie. So would you say Primer yes. would have been an amazing book? Oh yeah, definitely. Would it would have been a better very, book than a movie? Very, very. There you go. Primer would have been an amazing book. Like re- Primer I, is a fantastic see, story. Full stop. In any movie or any medium, it would be a fantastic story. That's cool. Like in a but, song. But this particular, <laughs> but this particular <laughs> movie, <laughs> but this particular okay. movie mm-hmm. is uh, not very like in the technical aspect, not very okay. well executed. Like they execute yep. well in the sense that they are telling the story well without sure. like without making mistakes in the plot wise. But you know, the actors are cheap, the cameras are cheap, the setting yeah. is cheap. So. so okay. So let me so Primer sounds like it's a movie held back only by its production quality. Pretty much. Because the yeah, story is flawless, yeah. you have to So this is kind of a theoretical question, but if you had to hand off Primer to any director, producer, squad, so to speak, to make this really be huge and make something people know about, who would it be? Who would do Primer? I feel like it would be the Lobster Squad from Annie Hall. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the Lizard Squad. (laughs) (laughs) It would be the Lizard Squad. Uh, um, Okay. Real answers? Um, Whoever it was that... uh... Directed and produced. Uh, Wes Anderson. <laughs> no, not Wes, not Anderson. Wes Anderson. <laughs> not Wes Anderson. I'm, sorry. I'm thinking of Bill Murray. I'm trying to think of t- who, who who directed Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. I, can, I, I no, it's funny, no, I'm gonna do it. I would turn it over to Steven Seagal's production team. Really? <laughs> Come on, that's not uh, a real no, answer, right? I mean. Old uh, uh, Interstellar boy would have would have probably done a. He would have Gu- taken Guillermo, the whole dialogue. Guillermo del Toro. 
I feel like yeah, would, he, do, would do a okay. fantastic job with oh, it. Oh, yeah, he would. Um, well, but the, the thing is, they would rewrite all the dialogue, too. Here's they, the thing would I would do... want. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying the story, if the story is great on every plane, who the, would have made this thing like huge? The one thing they would have to maintain is what I, one thing I really, really love about the movie, and this has to do with his its low budget, and I would not want to change it, is there are not really any special effects. And I feel like if you hand that off to True. any kind of team that has a budget, they would want to put a bunch of dumb special effects in it, which I think would ruin the movie. Which, I mean, maybe Nolan yes. would be the guy for that, because Nolan does use some CGI, but he really tries to stay away from it. You swear to me. Well, <laughs> Nolan, I'm not I mean, wearing the, the hockey pads. <laughs> Where are you? Where well, is the, she? The thing about, um, the thing about doing... Uh, Christopher Nolan, I mean, he did a good job with Interstellar in terms, you know, and it, that was like a time travel movie without, like, overtly being like, I'm getting in a time machine. And yeah. this is, like, not like, uh, you know, what is it, Orson Welles type of time travel story, nor is it, it that is, type of Time travel in this movie is literally a guy sitting in a box for six hours. Yeah, they, it literally, and so it, it, it's it's almost like if as long as they kept it true to that sense, he could do a really good job with it. And in a sense, Anne I think, Hathaway, okay. Anne Hathaway, and and Matthew McConaughey could be sitting in that box talking about love <laughs> <laughs> for six hours, traveling back in time. Oh man, it'd be off the chain. Let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this for real. Main character. Could it have been? Should it have been Jeff Goldblum? Yes, actually, actually I think that would, that that would be good. That would be good. Really? I because that was kind of a hail mary. But I was like, I was like, wait. If this movie, if the two main characters job. in this movie were Jeff Goldblum and Michael Keaton, it would be the perfect movie. Oh my god! No way. Who's the guy? Oh dang it! I would watch that movie immediately. Okay. By the way, uh, Peter. Himes, director of Time Cop, also directed End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, nice. And a movie called Outland with Sean Connery. Another movie I think that would be great, uh, redone with Jeff Goldblum and Michael Keaton, uh, the movie Blue Lagoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Or Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, just Michael Keaton and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> making love on the beach for 45 yeah. minutes. I feel like that. <laughs> Somebody would dig it. <clears throat> Me. Uh, that's my Jeff Goldblum well. impression, by the way. Uh <laughs> This has been Wizard Opinions, episode 22. Thank you for listening. Uh, we want to thank Kyle Mathis for joining us. Yes. As you, always. Yes. And uh, we Thanks hope you having. enjoyed. Have fun, everybody. Good night. You have fun. Good night. Good night. Good night. I love you guys. I this is you. the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound like you're. You've had that. Yeah. You've used that because it, 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 it makes the conversations seem like they're like we're talking faster. It makes the it, it makes has, the conversation. It, 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 it makes the podcast ducking. move faster. It makes mm -hmm. everything. It makes it feel a little quicker, and it makes us not yeah. look like idiots because we're trying to. It takes us five <laughs> minutes to remember. <laughs> the podcast name of where a we song. try to find what we want to say. What the hell we want to say. <laughs> What, uh, what like was the joke for the longest time? This is a podcast about Alex and I trying to remember things. <laughs> That's such a good uh, description, though. Yeah, let's That's why we have to have people remember. with us. <laughs> and you see, we can't do a podcast with just me and Kyle because we talk about stupid spaceships for two hours. Mm -hmm.
Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. 